thank you, choir, for the beautiful music. And uh, a con constable uh, policeman ending home uh, just shot to death. And I give condolences to the family. Uh, he was a wonderful man. He was uh, a member of our cancer members, a uh, family member of our cancer members in needs of hospice. Terrible to see that uh, in Korea. Today I'm going to talk about continuously about stewardship, about basically money and our attitude towards uh, the rich. Um, why did the rich man go to hell and the poor man go to heaven? Was it because he was rich? that he went to hell? Do the rich go to hell and the poor go to heaven? I don't think it is right to come up with this conclusion. We cannot generalize the ultimate fate of the rich and the poor from this passage. But it is that the scripture speaks quite a lot in favor of the poor, not of the rich. Especially in Luke, his theology is all in favor of the poor. Right from the beginning of his gospel, he starts with this, Mary's Magnificat. Mary saw. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. And a few chapters later, for Jesus' inauguration speech, just before his public ministry, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me me to bring goodness to the poor. And then Jesus' sermon on the plain. It is the attitude. Uh, it's like uh, in Matthew, it's called the attitude. But in Luke, it's a sermon on the plain. Not sermon on the mountain, but sermon on the plain. That's where he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. When you look at Matthew's version, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. But in Luke's version, Luke took out that in spirit. Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of He was speaking in favor of the poor. But he was very hard and harsh on the rich. Listen to this. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. That's harsh word. 
for camel to go through the knee, uh, eye of needle, that's impossible. And Jesus said, it's, that is easier for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Very harsh. You cannot take literally, but it's very harsh uh, speech on the rich. Did Jesus say all these things because he did not like the rich? I don't think so. But definitely, he did not favor the rich over the poor. Definitely. Not like us. Not like many of us. We rather be with the rich. We rather listen to the rich people rather than poor people. So, you know, public uh, gathering, whatever, all the riches and the powerful people, they speak, and the poor and the powerless people, they are quiet. So we like to be uh, uh, around the rich people. But Jesus definitely did not favor the rich over the poor. Very different. Why was Jesus so harsh on the rich? Because it is really, really hard to be rich and spiritual. That's why. It is very, very difficult to be rich and spiritual. I mean, you can be rich and religious. They go together. Well, no problem. Being rich and being spiritual, that's a different story. It is hard to be rich and spiritual. Jesus not want us to fall into temptation by wanting to be rich. Once you start wanting to be rich, you fall into the trap. You fall into temptations. Money can bring so many different temptations. That's why it is hard to be rich and spiritual. Even St. Paul warned us too. He said, but those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. We realize how hard it is to be rich and to be spiritual at the same time. The rich people, the basic attitude when you look at it is embedded in them. And what is that? That what is embedded is self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency. That is embedded in them. And the attitude of being self-sufficient does not go well with the spirituality. So right from the beginning, it does, they, they don't go together. At the bottom of spirituality, real spirituality, there is a recognition that we are not self-sufficient. There is a recognition that I need others and I need God. 
And there's a recognition that I am broken and vulnerable. And there is a recognition that I don't know the way. Please show me the path that I need to take. And there is a recognition that I am scared. Please help me. And there is a recognition that I am in darkness. And lead me to the light. All these recognitions are in genuine spirituality. But being rich, that self-sufficiency doesn't go well. With these recognitions, with this spirituality. All these recognitions are preconditions for cultivating genuine spirituality. And without these recognitions, our spirituality becomes a religious decoration. That's why I said religion and which they go together. No problem, no conflict there. Rich and spirituality, I'm not sure. Very hard, very hard. That's why Jesus warned us very harshly. These recognitions, you don't need to teach poor people because they already have it. They live with it. They live with them every day. They feel broken, vulnerable. But to the rich, these things do not come automatically. That need is not there. When that need is not there, how can it be spiritual? When that need is not really fell through the skin, how can you be spiritual? I mean, in your brain you can think. In your brain you can do all that. But when you cannot feel it through your skin, about the knees and those recognitions, how can anyone be spiritual? Even the worship becomes just meaningless ritual. Just motion that you go through. But that need is part of their existence for the poor. If you're rich, why would you want these recognitions? You're very comfortable with your circumstances, situations, yourself, and your ability. Unless you encounter some tragedies in life, you won't necessarily recognize these things about yourself. One of our ESM members sent uh, these pastors an email last week. And at the end, he said, the inner voice has been so helpful as I start each morning reading the email and the prayer. He's struggling right now with serious issue. But most of us, unless we encounter these life crises, difficulties, 
Christians. We don't even recognize the name of God. Probably these universes are just worlds. But for them who are going through life crisis, these worlds become a lifeline. God's word becomes Generally, if you're rich and if you're comfortable with your situations, it is hard to think about these things. God's word does not speak to you personally and powerfully. You hear God's word with your brain, but not with your heart. You hear God's word comfortably in a certain distance. You don't hear God's word with despair, desperateness. That desperateness is a key to spirituality. One of the worst things that our riches, our riches do to us, the worst thing that they do to us is blindness. That's what they, what they do. Blindness and numbness. You become so focused on you, on your security, and on your pleasure, your soul self-absorbed, that you become blind and numb to everybody else around you. As Grace eloquently prayed, You don't even know what's going on in the people around you. You become blind to those who are suffering. You become blind to, the, to who you really are and what you really need. You become so self-indulgent, it's not even funny. What else can I do to enjoy myself? It's not even funny. So self-indulgent. Uh, as though it is a life purpose. When that cannot be life purpose. That's what riches do to us. There's a very good drama uh, that I watched <laughs> a few uh, weeks ago. If you have time, uh, you should watch. <laughs> it's a wonderful drama. It's only four, se uh, four series. It's called Meteji Sanyang. It's a, a hunt of wild boar. Wonderful drama. Well written. Well, uh, uh, I don't know where you can get that. My wife usually gets these things. <laughs> I don't know where to, uh, to get the, uh, these things. And it's not in um, I don't know whether there is even translation. But it, I'm not going to spoil the drama, but you know, it's about what money can do to entangle your life. They are so entangled that they don't even know where to start to untangle. 
get to this story, the rich man was so self-indulgent. It looked funny. He was so self-indulgent and absorbed, he could not see anything but pleasing himself. What a pitiful life. What a pitiful life. You have nothing beyond pleasuring yourself. What kind of life is that? Let me read it for you. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And I look in a funny way right after this verse. This is written. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table, even the dogs would come and lick his sores. He feasted sumptuously every day, but he did not even see a poor man right at his gate. He wasn't even aware of his presence. That much you become blind. That much you become numb. Oh, that's not good existence. That's not good life to live. With that numbness you live, you better pinch yourself with needles to feel something. That's what the riches may do to you. All you care about becomes how to please yourself. That's what corruption is. That's what corruption, corrupted existence is. That was what happened to the rich man. He went to hell. He went to hell. Not because he was rich, but because his riches ruined his spirit. Spoiled his spirit. He didn't even see that so much. When I go on mission, the little kids, do you know how happy they are? Over little small candy, they are so thankful, so happy. When I come back to North America, I see kids not that happy. Even though they have everything In the end, this rich man, his eyes were open and he was able to see what he needed to see. What did he see? He saw his brothers finally. He didn't even see them. But finally he saw his brothers and they were living the same kind of life. And then he was worried and he wanted to help them. His eyes were open. He started seeing around them, around him. And he wanted to help them. That's good. That's very nice of him. So he asked Abraham to send Lazarus to his brothers to warn them. And Abraham said this truth. 
if their riches blinded them so much that they could not even hear God's word and the prophets, doesn't matter. Even if the person uh, who was dead and comes alive and comes to you, he, they won't listen. That blind is so fatal. If the riches blind you so much that you cannot even hear God's words, nothing can open your eyes. So much truth Abraham spoke. It's terrible. Let us reflect. Not many of you are so rich on a moment. Maybe not. But we all want wealth. We all want to be comfortable. We all want security. Like Grace, you pray so well. I forgot what you said. Why listening? He was so good. At the end of the day, it was something like, so scared of losing the power. And anyway, you, you, you sound much better than me. We all want to live well financially. And there is nothing wrong with that. As I said last week, God gave us money so that we could live a good and abundant life. But ask yourself whether your financial well-being has become your priority. Ask yourself whether you have become blind to everything Ask yourself whether you have become so self-indulgent that you don't see people who are suffering around you. That money did not do good to me. Money took away your spirituality, your humanity. Whether you're actually self-sufficient or not, self-sufficiency has become your God and has become your golden calf. That is a sure way of losing spirituality. Nothing, then soon, nothing will give you satisfaction. No joy will make you happy. Don't make riches blind you, but help you. Be rich not only to yourself, but to others and also to God. I talked about rich fool last week. He had ample goods stored up in his barn. And he has security insured. Now he said to himself, relax, eat. Drink and be merry. He was in his own false security. And God said to him, You fool, do not 
Then at the end, this is what Jesus said. So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. Are not rich towards God. Be thankful for what you have. A lot, small, doesn't matter. Be thankful. And your security will be in God. God will take care of you. Don't worry about your security. All my life, God has taken care of my security. Let money be your servant. As you walked in, probably most of you did not see it. On the right side, there's a food bank container. It's like a dip. It's like Lazarus right there. We don't see it. So we are going to collect food items. Be mindful. Be mindful of giving. Don't ignore these things. Look around you. Are there people who are struggling, suffering? Or maybe they, they don't need financial assistance, but they need your presence, your prayer. Give that to them. That's how we live. 